to you Unlock your mind and listen Come and talk to me Let's have a conversation I really wanna know What you think and how you're feeling Let's get into the show Uncomfortable conversations with Shalaika I don't think anything we've been taught is true, whether it's in school, whether it's in religion, nothing we, nothing that we've been taught is, is accurate, it's true. So where do we find our truth? Where do we look? Where do we even go look for the truth at? I don't know, and I, it's crazy because I was thinking about that earlier, just in terms of you know being going to a HBCU, and I was like, um, you know, to myself that like I was brainwashed, so to speak, through the public school institution, and then I was I felt like I got exposed to some real knowledge through my college, but then I'm like, it's still an institution, so it's like they're still teaching for a purpose, and we got to figure out what that purpose is like it's not just because they want a bunch of ed educated black kids running around we know that yeah so it's like they're indoctrinating us into something and that they're teaching you certain things and don't get me wrong like say i went to college and you know my chemistry class was on point mm -hmm. my fiber class was on point but now it's when you get to your history classes and, right and, and yeah, primarily history maybe some of the sciences mm -hmm. but the point is if you really, if we really want to learn where we come from, what we are, our place in the universe, you know, things like that, yeah. there's nowhere, there, there's no, no source, there's no source of information at all, and it's, and it's mm -hmm. crazy if you think about it. As intelligent as we are, we're constantly misleading each other. Mm -hmm. And like I said, whether it's through the religious institutions, the uh, you know, the uh, the schools, whatever, man. It's like, there's no way you can turn for truth. Nope. Yeah, that's real. And that's what I really think we really need to start figuring out, man. Like, what what's the what's truth? The truth? What's the, you know, what's, the, what's, the, what's our reality? I mean, it's kind of hard to go forward when you don't have a starting point, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. And it's like, for what purpose did they keep it from? Do they really think that we wouldn't be able to handle the truth? It's crazy. Right before, uh, or not right before, but early day, me and Rio was talking on the phone while he was at work, and we really was like, I think that white people don't come from this planet. We was just really talking about like, um, just Europe and Asia and like how it's made up. Like you know, they're on the same exact landmass. The only thing that's separating Russia from Mongolia, Europe from China, is the mountain range. Mm -hmm. I'm like, those are completely two different types of people that live there. Like you know, the Asians, even the Mongolians, look different from the russians completely different um even though they're both up in that cold region so i'm like what is it about you know that land mass and that mountain range that you have one people on this side that look one way maybe the skin is still pale but everything else is different and well, then on this side they look another way well I i'm gonna make two points the first thing white people can be from another planet if they from if they're from another planet then all humanity is from a different planet because remember how i explained to you we can breed with each other. And our offspring aren't even born, uh, what's the term uh, when you can't have children? Uh, yeah, and, well, I think it's a couple, but like infertile, or that's right. one. Yeah. Right. We're, you know, we're born, so we're, we're so close in terms of DNA 
then I doubt it may, if, if they come from another planet, we come from another planet. Well, see, and this was my theory to Rhea, is that I think they are aliens, the original form of white people. But I think whatever was living on that side of the mountains, the Caucasus Mountains, were probably the Neanderthals, the those type of cavemen. And maybe whatever more intelligent being came and made it with them Neanderthals, and now we get white people today. Now we get the intelligent, war-hungry white people. Hey, let me ask you this. Of the white people and Do the white people in Russia look like the white people here in America? Do the white people here in America look like the white people in England? You know, and I'm asking asking because I don't know. Well, I would say... I'm going to take America out of it because, you know, they claim everybody here in America says they're European immigrants or of European descent. So they all, you know, they know that they don't come from America. They come from Europe. Now, the do the Russians look like the um, people from Denmark, the Dutch? Yeah, they are. Those are the pale, blonde, blue eyes, you know, striking, so to speak, features, pointy noses. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that separates the people from Britain and London looking a certain way is that they have poor dental care. So they look a little rough to me. I'm going to get some water real quick. Okay. But I'm going to say this. It's funny you say that because I went to Western Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the people, on, I thought that the white people that I saw in Western Maryland mm-hmm. looked different from the white people I was used to seeing. Yeah. For some reason, they look different to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And and uh and I was wondering if that would be if I went to Russia and I saw pure white people, With Aryan them. people, because you got to think America's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. But a lot of countries, and I'm talking a lot of countries, Africa, I mean I'll say continents, yeah. Yet, but countries in terms of Japan, like they keep their races mm-hmm. intact. Pretty you know pure. they're pretty what we would call racist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and every country seems to be like that. You exactly right. That's real. But that might be a good thing, though. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what we need to have distinct breeds of people to understand where we came from. And that's what I was telling real, even about the white people. I'm like, even if they, even if you know, white people as a, you know, a basis are not from here. I'm like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they were sent here to advance the planet, you know, technology-wise through conquering and colonizing and through all of that. Maybe we wouldn't advance if we didn't have that. Well, let me ask. You said something earlier about the Neanderthals. Let yeah. Me, do, do you do you know that the Neanderthals weren't the only type of human that existed? There's like I think three other, two other types of humans that existed mm-hmm. besides the Neanderthals. Okay. At the same time or just At period? Same, same time. Okay. Well, I don't know if that period may have overlapped. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you honestly what I honestly think may have happened is that the Neanderthals conquered. Okay. <laughs> conquered everybody. But then that still wouldn't explain to this point. Like something it just doesn't make sense, man. I don't know. Because everybody supposedly has Neanderthal DNA in them. Right, right. Including Africans. But then wasn't it you so, that was telling me that they had just found out that Neanderthal might have been smarter than they've been yeah. saying? <clears throat> yeah, I told you that. Yeah. They're definitely smarter than what they thought. Like they tried to paint the Neanderthal as a caveman. You know? Right. Nah. Even a chimpanzee has intelligence, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when that thing happened, honestly, sweetie, if these other races of humans that existed, mm-hmm. I believe the Neanderthals conquered every really? aspect of humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody has Neanderthal DNA in them to this day. 
Right. And we all may come from the Neanderthals, for real. We may all come from the Neanderthals. Yeah, that'd be the same. Yeah. But even then, I still can't rule out some type of extra I don't know, I terrestrial intervention at some point. Oh. And like I said, I'm not going. That's why I'm not saying alien, but I just will say extraterrestrial. Um, at some point, that's to me still one of the only things that kind of makes sense for how we either had the technology in the first place that we forgot or rediscovered the technology that we had in the first place that we forgot i feel like either way there had to be some type of intervention somewhere even if it was just with one person even if you know and i I guess we can make it like almost like kind of religious thing even if it's almost like a god coming to talk to you know one a prophet type thing somebody had to have some intervention somewhere i'm gonna say this i don't believe in god in a sense in a way that religion teaches us about God. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe in religion, so I can't believe in God in that way. Right. But I can't rule out the fact that there was some type of intelligent design, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe we were possibly created. Or, now I'm going to tell you, I have another one that maybe we're just an anomaly. Yeah. And we may not exist anywhere else in the universe. And we're not even, we're not even, we're more like a, uh, like, like, what do you call it when you get those, uh, like a leech or... If oh, parasites? Parasite, yeah. mm-hmm. We may very well be parasites on the earth, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, we may not... The, the only natural life that may... That, that maybe was intended to be it was, like, the trees, the plants, the grass, the greenery, the stuff that right. we eat other things. Yeah. Any life on this planet that is part of the food chain and has to eat other life, it really makes you wonder, like, where was... What we really supposed to be here? Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, even if God created us, God created us to eat other things. Mm-hmm. We can't survive without eating other things. Now, we can survive without eating live things. Right. But, you know, with our health, with our intelligence, with everything staying intact. But that's what, that's what kind of we were talking about is like, you know, it seems that most other uh, races, most, and I will, and I, you know, there are some European um tribes european places that are very into in nature like the dutch you know people that's not developed but we were saying like it seems that a lot of the other cultures on the planet whether it's asian hispanic african i'm not gonna say black american or nothing american because we don't have that culture um but everywhere else seems to be based in nature at least they have a respect for animals they have a respect for the earth in some way shape or form except for that european which is now turned into american culture that seems to be consumed colonized uh mine and extract you know it seems like almost like it looks like an alien movie when you think about it when you think about how europeans have moved and really taken resources from everywhere around the planet it looks like we're in an alien colonization movie now like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna tell you you got a good point sweetie. and I'm, the only way the only way i see us getting to that point is that humans will have to evolve to that point Mm-hmm. Now, this is something, man, I know you probably won't agree because you ain't get to this point yet. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and I understand where you're coming from, but like racism, prejudice, bigotry, hatred. It's like we got to get rid of those emotions. We have to expunge those emotions. Those are all negative energy. If you look at it in terms of energy, that's all negative. And negative, I mean, it's just it's just not good for you. So when we get to the point where we've evolved past those kind of emotions, if we can, and I'm not sure if we can, 
But if you can, you know, um, at that point, maybe we could put the earth first. You know, because we do, we need a different kind of, uh, like, this is not cutting it. You know, the way, like, we, we have to. We have to be in tune with the planet, out, you know, yeah. and and understanding like unnecessary uses of energy. We should be able to feed the whole freaking planet for real. Nobody should be hungry. Everybody should have a, a good amount of energy. Mm -hmm. But that's the other part of it, man. It's like humanity hasn't evolved to the point where we don't need government. We need government to, to keep ourselves from becoming savage. The problem is governments always become corrupt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until we evolve to the point where we don't need government anymore, we can't really fix most of our problems. We just can't. <laughs> yeah. No, that's understandable. That's... I actually, crazy thing is I do believe that way, Daddy. I'm not a racist by choice. I'm a racist by force at this point. <laughs> I'm a racist for self-preservation. Um, but I hope to, you know, get out of survival mode and be able to get out of that. So. Well, I'm going to say this. You don't have to be anti one race to be pro your race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can be pro black because you made a point the other day. Yeah. And I had to listen to it. I didn't really think about that. You know, I don't, to be honest, I'm not sure we would. Well, I will say this. We definitely need to start in our black communities. The, the money needs to be black owned. Yeah. I mean, in the stores, everything. We need to stop mm -hmm. patronizing these other races to be out. Mm -hmm. and we need to, but now at the same time, do we have black people with the know-how, with the right. skill, with the ability to run businesses? Yeah. Can they keep an inventory? Can they manage money? Right. Can they, you know, can they prepare for a rainy day? You know, all of these things that you need to do to run a business. Mm -hmm. Can black people do that? Are there black people ready to step in and do that? Right. Yeah. Now, that's the, you know... Yeah. Crazy thing is, I would say, I know for a fact it's black people with the knowledge to do it, I don't know if it's black people with the experience yet to do it. Because, um, I, like I said, that's all my generation. That's what most of us went to school for. But then we don't have the experience now. So like, now we're trying to learn. Like, yeah, not, in essence, do they have the, the wherewithal, the intestinal fortitude to stick with it? The, right. You know, are they, or can they hang when times get tough? Right. You know, and that's the thing, man. That's, that's what we have... I'm going to tell you, sweetie, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Mm -hmm. All of them, When I was growing up, all of the businesses were black owned. Okay. They lost, they, they sold all of them to Chinese people. Got you. Wow. And then, you know, the herbs and everybody else started coming in. Around what time do you think that happened? Were you already an adult or was this why you still was this a teenager? This was when I was still a teenager. Okay. I literally watched it happen. Yeah. A lot of the black people couldn't manage businesses. Okay. So that's another thing, man. We got. The, hey, you do me a favor. You have that Kool-Aid out that bag, please, sweetie. That's another thing we got. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's another thing we got to. Um, you know, here we got to. Uh, like I don't know, like that, if that's something we can incorporate into our communities. Like I'm gonna tell you, we need to tell this. This whole like what they teach our children. That needs to be turned upside down. The crap they teaching our kids, yeah. our kids don't need to know. And the things yeah. our kids do need to know, they don't they're not teaching them. Nope. I don't need nobody to teach my kid how to put on a rubber. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's real, yeah. You know, and, and it's like stupid stuff like that. You know, if, if you're not going to teach them the real history, just get rid of the history. If you're not yeah. going to teach them the real history, there's no point, you know, teaching them this garbage. So, you're absolutely right. 
you know. And, yeah, um, I feel like I learned about AIDS every year from the time I was in fifth grade to eighth grade. And we wasn't having sex, nor, like, why are we even talking about AIDS in elementary school? And, you know, like. Like, even COVID-19. And I'm going to tell you, like, even some of the things I know should be incorporated into, you know, we should be teaching our kids about antivirals and immune systems and keeping yourself healthy. I mean, looking at what just happened, I mean, that has to be a part of the curriculum at this point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just like enough of this crap, enough of these elitists. Yeah. You know, making sure their kids go to good schools and get good education. Mm-hmm. But our kids get this garbage. Yeah. But see, the thing is, too many people, you know, this is primarily happening in poor black communities. Mm-hmm. They ain't too busy hating Republicans that really take notice of who controls the governments in their right. communities. And that's reality. <laughs> that is reality. Yeah. You're right. And in these same communities, and you know, they got to import teachers because you don't have, you know, your own people can't do it. So, and then you got to get people and hope they care about your kids when they come to teach them. Once again, that they have the, the experience to deal with kids. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, what do a 20-year-old know about children on that? I mean, you might have some 20-year-olds who are really, really good with kids. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But in terms as a whole. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. You're right. At 20, I mean, I can, you know, I can speak to it right now. We battling our our own traumas. Like, yeah, and then you trying to go and meet kids and help them yeah. with their traumas. Like, and then you got a classroom of 25 kids. Right. You know, with different kids. traumas each. Right. And you might have an assist, an assistant, one assistant to help you out. So, I mean, it's just like so many things we have to do. There's so many things that we could do that aren't even hard, but it's all this bureaucracy. Yeah. Bureauc- uh, I can't even say it. <laughs> bureaucracy. Right. Bureaucracy in the way and these. And I, I'm, I'm a member of a union, so and I understand the importance of a union. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, unfortunately, that's another thing. Like government, we can't get rid of unions. Yeah. If we lose our unions, the people will suffer. Mm-hmm. Believe that. Mm-hmm. Even though you're losing them anyway. But. talking about that talk a little bit about your union because you know my first episode was nanny well the second episode really was nanny talking about unions and so i definitely uh want to hear from your perspective and what you think the real benefits are to being in a union um you know yeah from your perspective because you're in a different industry now i'm gonna tell you i'm glad you asked me that sweetie my my perspective will be unique in the sense that i'm not looking at it from a democrat or republican perspective okay i'm looking at it from an independent perspective so this is the thing with unions. I'm part of local CWA 2108 mm-hmm. Verizon. The union stinks. Okay. They're terrible in terms of day-to-day, in terms of needing anything from them. A half of them don't even come to work. Okay. They're, they're terrible. But on the flip side, I could never, ever leave because my wages, my benefits are all dependent on that union bargaining for okay. them. Meaning, and my, uh, not even that, my job security. Mm-hmm. I have job security because I'm part of a union, which is very, very important, mm-hmm. especially when you get, I got 20 years of my job, right. you know. So in terms of your job security, your wages, and your pay, you, 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 I'm going to tell you, unless employees could do it themselves, which they can't, it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. The union is really the only vehicle you have 
that you can use to bargain with the company. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, there you that um you can't get rid of. Them. So how do you feel about striking? Do you feel like that is effective and how y'all have done it since y'all have done it multiple times with your union? Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you now. I'm gonna say this: whether you go out there and strike or not, you know that's on you. But I cannot stand. Let me tell you, I hate scabs and people who cross the line and help the company. Basically, you know, it's like you're helping the company against your own interests. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so. I mean, and that's what really work, what bugs me. Sweet, how do people be so dumb? How do people be so stupid? Mm-hmm. Now we're out here not working so that we can have job security, better wages, better benefits that applies to the same people who cross the line. Right. So basically, you're helping the company cut our throats, cut your throat. And I'm like, how can people be that dumb? But they still want the benefits on the back end. They still get all. They still get all the benefits. Yeah, all that y'all work for and sacrifice for. So I'm gonna tell you to be perfectly honest. If I ever have another strike, if I ever participate in another strike, and I'm actually out there striking, Mm -hmm. you know, I will never ever talk to another scab beyond what I have to for work. Mm -hmm. I'm done with them. Okay. I just don't like scabs. I I I can't stand them. They they the stupidest people in the world. So were some of your closer colleagues were they scared? Yeah, they, yes, turned, they, they turned out to be quite a few of them were. Okay. Are they still with the company now? Because I know y'all do also do buyouts. No, they still with the company. We, okay. Well, really, well, yeah, we my department don't really get buyouts. So okay. Got you. Those scabs still there. Mm-mm-mm. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm good with them for now. But anybody who who's a scab going forward, I'm done with them because mm-hmm. they're they're the most selfish. Yeah. Self-centered people. And that's what it really comes down to. It's selfish. It's individualistic. You only thinking about your own needs. Uh-huh. So if somebody who's not even a Democrat and don't care about none of that stuff, just my own self-interest, and that's what it's about. You got to weigh your interests and the interests of those who you have to look after, as in your family, your parents, whoever. Mm-hmm. And you have to do what's best for them. You know and I don't mean, you know, that doesn't mean hurting other people or anything, but, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just in nobody. It's nobody. If you're a paid employee, you're paid by, if you're an hourly employee, you know, it's not in your interest to be a scab. It's just not. It's just stupid. It's the stupidest thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm somebody who really don't even don't like the union all that much, right. but I know we can't do without it. Not in this climate. I mean, like I said, imagine this. If we didn't have a union, the company could lay us off whenever they want. Get rid of us whenever they want. Yeah. What do you think they do? What do you think they would do? They would, and they would bring, they would... I'm uh, holding on to them. Are you fine? They would uh, rehire people in y'all same positions for less money. Every yeah, couple years, they would just keep lowering the salary. I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, some of, the, some of the way... There are certain employees in the company, and they get treated so poorly. It's like, man, I cannot even believe we have a union. And it just goes to show how sorry our union really is in that respect. But mm-hmm. on, like I said, on the other hand, you know, you need them. You, you, you just can't. You need, you need them in ter- terms of the uh, bargaining with the company. Mm-hmm. So do you look at striking as like many protests, so to speak? or like? Well, a strike, yeah, a strike is a protest basically saying... Telling the company that you need us, you need us three workers, and if we're not there, the company's not going to operate like they should. So, by us not coming to work, we're demanding that you show us our value, mm-hmm. pay us our value, and then we can come in and make the company work like they're supposed to, and you get your value. Right. You know, 
And that's basically what the strike is. That's what I said. Anybody who crosses the line is a piece of you know what. They deserve. And it's crazy because they do all that thinking, I guess, that they're going to get some kind of favor from the company. But the company looking at, looking at them like weak, just like y'all are. The company not looking at them like, mm-hmm. oh, y'all the best for coming back. No, they looking like, oh, y'all desperate, huh? Y'all really need this, huh? Nah, yeah, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> nobody don't like them. I mean, even if they have to be friendly or cordial, yeah. who would like people like that? Yeah. Think about it. Nobody don't like people like that. It's like, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a police in jail. Mm-hmm. You, know, you ain't one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't one of us. Y'all just pop. Shoot, I'm gonna tell you some another group of people I can't stand is uh they call it never Trumpers. Never Trumpers. Yeah. What's that? They're a group of Republicans who don't want to back the president. Okay. And. You tell them about something new. I've never heard of this. Yeah, never trumpet. Okay. Biggest scumbags on the planet. <laughs> so are these like actual, are these um, politicians or are these like citizens? They're, they're not really politicians, but they're involved in media and other okay. things like that. They're involved in politics, even though they may not be politicians themselves. Mm-hmm. They're activists in one way or the other, but they don't support the president. Mm-hmm. And to me, at this point, either be a Democrat or go home. Okay. But to say I'm going to be a Republican, but I'm not going to support the president like Mitt Romney. Okay. I'm going to tell you, when I saw Mitt Romney out there marching with the Black Lives Matter people, <laughs> Pips almost fell out my chair. <laughs> Daddy. I, I'm like, this dude from a Black Lives Matter. Huh? Right. Oh, oh yeah. now you down with Black. You, you Mitt Romney, of all people. Oh. Sweetie, if you looked up anti-black in the dictionary, a picture of Mitt Romney would be right there. If you looked up anti-Negro, anti-anything that got to do with that, this dude yeah. don't have a drop of blackness in him. But he's out there talking about some Black Lives Matter. That's crazy. No, that's hilarious. And as Republicans like him, it's like, you go be a Democrat. If you yeah. believe in what the Democrats believe, then go be a Democrat. Why even be a Republican at this point? But you know what was also foolish that I just thought was a complete mockery was all of them Democrats and them Kente clubs kneeling at, in the uh, state office building. What? I can't. I'm like, what stunts? What kind of are y'all? Y'all must really think we stupid. Y'all must really think y'all can kind of y'all can do any kind of sing and dance, and we just going give but cheer and praise. Like, uh, but people are. That's the problem. And that's why they did it. I'm, it's just, it's sad, man. It's sad. That's why I'm done with it. I told you. I At first, now, I'm going to tell you, I support my black people, and I don't want none of my black people getting killed. It's definitely not unnecessarily and in stupid ways, in ways that can be prevented, you know? Yeah. support black lives matter because they don't care about black lives and i'm gonna tell you people the dumb people can stay there and play that game if they want but the smart people the independent people mm-hmm. the people who don't really voice their opinions <laughs> they watching and they take a notice they see it mm-hmm. everybody sees it now, how do you think these other races feel about this stuff mm-hmm. how do you think they really feel not what they're gonna come out and say on tv how do you think they really feel in their hearts when they see this stuff mm-hmm. 
Now, Rio was telling me that he had been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about the Mexican community and them, you know, having negative opinions and, you know, about all of this and them really kind of attacking the Black Lives Matter people. Um, so, yeah, they definitely feel a type of way. Um, I just wish we could all work together. Like, I just don't understand the whys of the Black Lives Matter versus anything. And not one thing, I know we had this talk, but not the organization, but the movement. Like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't separate. It ain't no way to separate the organization from the movement. The organization is the movement. And that's the, the face. problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to take smart, intelligent people like you, sweetie. But I'm going to tell you, people are going to crucify you. I look at the the negative press can- like my friends, my friends on my on my timeline. Yeah. The things I see them say about Candace Owens, and I'm like, yo, you are so ignorant. You think you're smart and you think you're funny and clever, but you're stupid. Yeah. She's she's like, I'm gonna tell you. You look at the comments she get when she do her little videos on Facebook. Man, it's all kind of positive stuff. I don't really see anything negative in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo. I mean, it's like, in terms of intelligence. And under really understanding what's going on, she's the she's yeah. the smart one. <laughs> well, of course, and this is why I told you uh, before I will support her right to speak even more so than that. I will support her right to speak because she's in the space. She is in these spaces with these people. So how can we say that what she's saying is not valid? Y'all not talking to the Republicans, like, to your point. Y'all don't care about nothing that they're saying. If she is the voice from that space, then we need to take that and we need to look at it with some credibility. Yeah, we may not like to hear it, but that's how they think. So you need to listen. And I'm going to tell you, like, for real, I don't agree with everything, single thing I hear her say. I don't know, but you don't got to agree with every single thing a person say. Exactly. You know, she say enough stuff that I like, the way she has my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm going to tell you, I, I didn't foresee this thing happening with the Mexicans and Blacks. But I, you know what? I, Somebody put it on Facebook, and I and I'm gonna tell you, sweet. Now, yo, I'm gonna tell, man. You might not know this, but your father is always ahead of the curve on the stuff. Mm-hmm. I always am, mm-hmm. and I didn't see that coming though. But I knew, I knew that people were gonna resent this. Yeah. Any like the hardworking people who who either run the country or who who you know have careers and stuff who, who want to just go come home and go to sleep. You know, get up, go to work. Don't feel like dealing with all this craziness. Everybody was disgusted by what... I can't remember that police officer that killed George, George Floyd. But mm-hmm. everybody, the whole country was disgusted about that. That was a time where we could have all come together. But guess why we didn't come together? Because of these size thinking politicians and these political groups. Yeah. But everybody who saw that was against it. From the president down to everybody else. Anybody who saw that and had any type of morals... Or live by any type of a moral code and had any type of sensitivity for human life yeah. <laughs> would be disgusted by that. That was a time where everybody could have came together. We really could have started looking at some serious police reforms. You know what I'm saying? But it yeah. didn't go that way. In fact, we had to have people burning. <clears throat> the- yeah. They also setting people up. Because I posted something on my Instagram that I got as an article from Baltimore Sun saying that Baltimore City was going to have a virtual hearing about defunding the police. And I put it on my Instagram. Um, and, I, and when the time came to go to tune in, I hit the link and there was nothing there. And there was nothing on the calendar for it. And so I'm like, they, the media is really just putting stuff out there. They just saying stuff, stuff for headlines. So, like, it ain't nothing there. 
Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you really think the older people, the older voters with the money, you think they're going to stand for no police? You really think they're going to, because who do you think that's going to affect first? Mm -hmm. Who's going to protect them? Mm -hmm. You think they're going to stand for that? I've, I'm with you, but I'm <laughs> saying they, if that's a, that's a conversation we need to be having. If nah. they, and if they were going to have it, then nah, but see, we, that's should the be thing. Able to be, we should be able to listen to it. I'm not even saying everybody The, the conversation should have never been getting rid of the police departments because one idiot killed a black person. No, that should have never even been in the conversation at all, getting rid of the, Anybody who tells you they want to get rid of the police departments, you better look at them twice. Well, I will tell you, Daddy. I will tell you why it's all a stunt here. And this is why. And this is, if you listen to what I'm saying, this is the point. So it's, it's two points here. Mm. One is that the media is lying. One is that the Baltimore Sun used the headline saying that Baltimore City was holding a meeting about defunding the police. But when I went to the website on Baltimore City Council, there was nothing on that calendar for the day. It was not okay. on the calendar at all. It's not like the link didn't work. It was not on the calendar, period. So it lets me, and the, meet, and the calendar has meetings on it scheduled out for months. So that lets me know that there was most likely never a meeting scheduled. Uh -huh. But the media is saying there was. But, so they yeah. so they just using the headline. But the media is, I'm going to tell you, Phipps, our First Amendment right is amount to not amount to much. If we don't have a media we can trust, and we don't. The media is the other scumbags in this country. Yes. They don't even care anymore about being objective journalists. No. It's about, they have agendas now. Mm -hmm. And all of them are just out, the, you know, to carry out the agenda of what runs them, I guess. Yep. But it's like, we don't have a media we can trust anymore at all. I mean, maybe you can find certain sources you can trust individually, but as a collective, as a whole. Yeah. The media is terrible, awful. I don't even I don't even watch the news anymore at all. Yeah. I'm done. I will not watch that garbage. I saw a tweet that was like, um, it was like two media headlines back to back and it was like one, um lawmakers are worried that um protests could lead to poten more potential COVID outbreaks. Next, uh barber shops, uh picnics, clubs are opening up. Uh, they hope to see you soon. So how are you worried about the protests causing COVID, but you're not worried about the businesses opening up hey, but what and that's that causing though, COVID? Now, they done shut down half the freaking businesses in every state, but then you got people out there protesting, and yeah. people ain't six feet apart. So how, and they, and they in, the, in the, uh, thousands. One thing that I will say that I heard and I will see, that I've seen in some pictures, is that they saying that most of the protesters going out there with masks. But when people going out to these restaurants and these clubs, they not wearing no mask no more. They just think it's oh it's open, it's free reign, and then they just going into places now. Me personally, this is my personal opinion on it. I think it's time to throw the mask in the trash myself. Okay. And expose yourself to the virus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if survival you of the fittest. Well, yeah, well, no, it ain't that. If you don't expose yourself, you don't have no way to build up antibodies. Antibodies are what fuel your immune system. That's what beats the virus. It's your immune system. It ain't no medicine out there that can beat no virus yeah the second point i was gonna make though is that no baltimore city was never going to defund the police because during before covid broke out and this is why people really gotta pay attention to the news especially here before covid broke out baltimore was actually it might have was they was talking about taking it to the supreme court because baltimore was trying to get surveillance drones here the city mm -hmm. department so they were that was their crime fighting plan we about to get drones that can see that can predict crime before it happens and pre-identify areas and all that kind of stuff um that was before covid and so and that's why i think during covid i saw something since covid happened that they was trying to take it to the supreme court or there was a lawsuit against it or something like that 
Mm. Um, and so, yes, how are they going to defund the police when they about to, they trying to pay for this multi, I'm sure, million to billion dollar drone system? No, they're not defunding the police here. It's, yeah. That was never going to be a conversation. And this is a pilot program, but they modeling it after something that they already are doing or are trying to do in Chicago. And so I'm assuming this is what they're trying to do in every major urban city. Um, but that's the thing, too, though, Phipps. It's like we starting off with stupid conversations. Why the heck? Okay, are the drones helping in Chicago? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so what do we need for the drones for? Y'all don't know. I mean, I can tell you a whole bunch of bad spots where you can go find some criminals. Yeah. If you don't know it's a police officer, you need some help from, right. the, from the citizens. <laughs> we'll help you out. We'll tell you where they at. Are you sitting over there pulling over people going back and forth to work? Mm-hmm. Go after the criminals. You know, so nah, I mean, there's a whole lot of, and there's a whole lot of other corruption. We all know this, but we, we can't have these people out here planting these false flags, messing up the real argument. And then we get sidetracked dealing with people who not participating in the real argument. Mm-hmm. The real argument, you're going to need the real argument to find real solutions. Mm-hmm. And you can't find good solutions with false arguments. You just can't. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's going to take intelligent people like you, mm-hmm. like Candace Owens, y'all young people. It's going to take y'all young people, man. Y'all got to be smart. Y'all, and y'all going to have to really step forward and say, no, nah, this this ain't what it is. Mm-hmm. Enough of this. Enough of this bureaucracy. Enough of the money not ever getting to the people that need it. I mean, there's all kind of stuff. It's right in front of people's faces. They won't even deal with it or acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Then they want to talk about they hate Trump. Really? <laughs> Okay, you go ahead and hate Trump. I mean, it's, it's just. Mm. Yeah, you can't blame Trump for everything. Why the mayor got you bent over the desk? <laughs> right, the mayor been in the office eight years, and Trump only been in office uh, going Not on his. Not four yet. Yeah. So yeah, you can't blame him for everything. Right, and it's like, but that's the whole thing. It's like people never hold the politicians accountable. They destroy their neighborhoods, destroy their cities. They never hold them accountable. Yeah. They hold the wrong people accountable. I don't know if you peeped it, but me and Mary was talking about it yesterday, and I'm glad that I talked to somebody else who see it, because I've been telling Rio about it. I've been saw it when I was still working for the county back in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, but they basically trying to turn Liberty Road into Liberty Heights and just extend it all the way down. They extended the bus line. You know, the bus line didn't used to go to Carriage Hill when we lived at Carriage Hill. I didn't know that. No. Oh, yeah. The bus line used to stop uh, right before you got to Carriage Hill. You had to walk up to Deer Park and Herwood. You couldn't take the bus up there. Um, but now the bus goes all the way up there. Um, <clears throat> they got rid of three grocery stores in the last three years. You know, and that's what they do. And that's they turn our communities into food deserts. They, this, that's how it starts. You're absolutely right. That's what they do. That's how it starts. And what pisses me off, they know what they're doing and they do it anyway. Yeah. So instead of, okay, what, what the, okay, the real solution would be, Phipps, okay, instead of extending this and destroying this neighborhood and making this good neighborhood emulate this piss poor neighborhood, mm-hmm. why don't we figure out a way to fix the piss poor neighborhood? Yeah. And then that way, if they can, if two good neighborhoods can emulate each other mm-hmm. instead of turning instead of having two bad neighborhoods. Well, I will tell you what I would like to see and what I'm mad and what I'm frustrated is not happening. What I would like to see is, okay, we knew that Giants was about to close down for maybe six months. 
Like, it, we didn't know for a long time that Giants was closing. What I would like to have seen happen is the community pull together some money to say, no, we're going we're gonna, to uh, give the Giant the money to do all of the fixes they need. Because what happened was Giant closed down because the owner didn't want to fix the property. But if the community would have pulled their money, because those, that community is homeowners. So these are, you know, it's not like it's people, you know, it's not the city yet. These are homeowners. They have savings. And they could have pulled that money together to save that giant. That's what we as a black community need to be doing. That's the kind of moves we need to be making. If we see that something is about to leave our community, we need to say, okay, let me stop buying whatever. Let me put this money right here for a second and save this grocery store that I'm going to need in the long run. Well, no, I'm going to tell you, in a capitalist system, though, the way that will work is if that grocery, say the dude didn't want to pay the money, eventually... You would just have to find somebody who is willing to come in and pay the money and want to have a grocery store there. Because if he doesn't, I promise you, somebody else will do it. And that's my point, that it should be the community. But it can't, it ain't always going to be, the community is not always going to have the resources to do that, though. It just is. Now, if we had communities like that, that would be awesome. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't even know if the Jewish community could pull that off. This one right here, Seven Mile Market, that's theirs. That's and the no, crazy no, thing. Something like a big market, like like giant. Well, that's yeah, I know, and that's my point is that they have their own. But if you go to the giant at the um, Rio, but if you go to the giant at the um, Plaza, they have a whole kosher section. Which one, the one at the Plaza? Though? Yes, the Black Plaza, Ricerstown got the kosher section in. Like that, the Black Giant got one. I think is interesting. And, you know, that's supposed to be our giant. That's at the Plaza. But now, there used to be another giant down the street, though, on Rice's Town Road. I don't know if it's still there or not, because I haven't been that way in a minute. But No, I don't think it's another, another giant. There was another giant. Um, dang, I forgot where. Was it Northern Parkway? Yeah, I don't think it's a giant over there no more. And there was no giant up Milford no more. But see, at that point, you know, but I ain't gonna lie, we lost our giant in Columbia. Mm -hmm. We lost one in Columbia. I ain't know that. Yeah. We love that. But I'm nah, I'm gonna tell you for real, a lot of businesses go up in Colombia. Because the way Colombia is designed, man, it's hard to if you don't know where something's at, it's hard to get to a lot of stuff. And if you're not like over there where the Walmart at, mm -hmm. or where the Target at, or like a, a big visible place, mm -hmm. you know, you really just it's hard, man. But but yeah, giant went freaking went out of business. Gone and done. We still got two of them in Colombia though. Yeah. But nah. But see, at that point, you would think, okay, I thought like maybe a, a Safeway might have popped up. Or, yeah. You know. Well, these Lytles are popping up everywhere now. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. You would think something, somebody would take their place. But nothing does. It's like people, I don't know. But see, a lot of that too is a lot of red tape, a lot of government bureaucracy. Yeah. I mean, it's like business, we need to make it easier for businesses to come in and take over those type mm -hmm. of. It's hard, man. They make it hard. Thank you for listening and sharing your time and space with me. I hope that you were able to go on a mental journey and that you'll go on to have your own conversations with the people close to you. I wish you all peace, joy, love, and prosperity in all of your interactions and your endeavors. Until we meet again.